What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big June, here with another episode of the Smokers Lounge, where sports discussions become sports debate, and so on and so on, man. As you already know, we in the month of August. Hopefully, everybody's enjoying their summer, staying safe, and being alert out there. Yeah, man. So, this last 24 hours in the sports world has been crazy, man. As you know, the NBA boycotted their playoff games, and uh, the WNBA followed suit. And a couple of baseball games as well. Now, it's going to be a domino effect to that. And yeah, I know that um, the NBA decided to go go forward with the playoffs and, you know, finish the playoffs, which is cool, you know, because I'm a fan and I was enjoying it. But uh, some chose to use it as a platform for what's going on. Like, you know, I ain't got to tell you what's going on. You got social media. We all see that. Whether he was armed or not, you know what I mean? I'm not going to get into all that. I'm not a politician. And I try to keep the show as far as, you know, sports. So I'm going to do it as for sports. But that being said, though, it's like a lot of these players feel threatened and, and scared and they fear for their life and they're dealing with anxiety, depression. And it's hard. You know, yeah, it's hard, you know, being a minority in America, you know? I've, I've dealt with a lot of stuff, you know, with the police and, and the just everything that comes involved with the stereotype and the hate and everything involved with the racism. So I, I get where they come from and I understand that. And then you got your people that say, to them, you know, well, you get paid well and you should be performing at a high level. But when your mind's not in the game and your head ain't right, you know what I'm saying? It's hard when your head ain't right. So I understand where the athlete comes from in that part. And, and it's just crazy because to think that you know, they had to use their platform where we just used, hopefully it was for entertainment purposes as a platform to speak out against what's going on in this world and in society today. And, you know, some of these guys get held to a high standard and rightfully so, like the LeBron James. But LeBron, you know, say what you want about him. The man has produced and, and he's put his money where his mouth is. And he's gave back to his community and he's continued to do that. So, you know, when he speaks, you know, people listen. And rightfully so. Listen, man. Shout out to him and everybody else putting that work in the league, man. Jalen Brown and all that. I had that meeting, a couple of meetings actually, in the last 24 hours. And, you know, teams were upset and players were upset at the Milwaukee Bucks for not announcing their move and for just boycotting the game without all that area of the team not knowing what was going to take place. Yeah, I get it. But guess what? Sometimes, you know, words. They just get toned out and go through the one ear and come out the other one. But, you know, actions speak louder than words. And we all know that. And they took action yesterday. And you got to commend them for that. And, you know, listen, it follows suit. It's going to be a domino effect. And let it be. It is what it is. Some of these owners should be held accountable as well. Like, where's the support for the players that you pay? That a lot of you owners claim are family members to you. That you want to treat them like family. He's like a son to you. Right? He's like a son to you as long as he's performing at a high level. Right? If you're winning championships and you're always competing in the playoffs, that's when you got your arm around them and let's take a, pick, a few pictures. Right? Let's make it look nice. But what about right now? Uh, when, when, your, when your son, the one you love so dearly, is hurting right now. Your son, the one who gets to deal with the police brutality, who gets pulled over. In a car on his way to practice. Let's talk about the one that matches that matches the description. They get helped at gunpoint on the floor by the police. Is he still your son? Do you still love him dearly? Like where are you own his hat? 
I can't hear you. It's, it's very, very loud. Your action says it right then and there. From the first incident with George Floyd. Rest in peace. Where were the owners? Yeah, a few of them spoke up and, you know, the spokesman said a couple of words, blah, blah, blah. But where were you at? And to this day, right now, look at the situation we're in right now. But yet, you still don't hear nothing from them. It's still crickets. That's all you hear. Where the owners at? Where's James Dolan? Huh? Because you employed a lot of young black men. Where are you at? In New York City. One of the most diverse places in the world. My beloved New York Yankees. You know, if George Steinbrenner was alive, God bless him, he would have came out, he would have said something. More importantly, he would have did something. Where you at? Woody Johnson. You know, the owner of the Jets. 53-man roster. Not including, excuse me, not including the practice squad. Coaches. A lot of minorities, African-Americans. In football, on your roster, on your team that you pay, where you at, Woody Johnson? I can't hear you. It's real quiet, man. What about the Giants? Huh? What about the Maras and the other guy? Because I'm not a Giant fan, so I really don't follow them. But um, yeah, I understand that one of them recently lost their daughter, and you know, prayers and condolences to their family, to excuse me, the Tish family, one of them, right? But where you at? Because the same thing applies to you that it does to Woody Johnson. 53-man roster, plus the practice squad, coaches on your roster on the sidelines, in your front office at one time. Where you at? I can't hear y'all. See, that's the problem. You know, you got guys like Jerry Jones. You're so boisterous. You have a big mouth. You're always so loud on ESPN and talking when the camera's in front of you. Where you at right now? Where are you? We can't see you, and we can't hear you. All right? Okay, so this is where we at in the sports world, where you get criticized for making a move. It's like you're damn if you do, you're damn if you don't. What are they supposed to do? Yeah, a couple of them wanted to leave the bubble and go home, and some of them wanted to stay and continue to fight and and continue what they came for. Besides winning a championship, spreading the message, getting their message across on the platform that they have. All eyes are on the NBA, whether you watch it or not. Understand, all eyes are on the NBA. No one is really talking about the NHL playoffs and what's going on. And this madness that's going on with the coronavirus that is ruining Major League Baseball down to 60 games and a lot of teams testing positive or whatever the case might be. All eyes are on the NBA. They're in a bubble. They're already sacrificed as it is. Don't you think they're away from their family, from their kids? Not knowing if they could contact the virus, if, you know, whatever the case might be. Some of these guys, you know, take the risk coming outside the bubble and, and doing certain things. Yeah, we all heard about Lou Williams and the chicken wings and some of these players bringing these shorties, IG models to the room and all that. But what are they doing? Because it's like, it felt like one point that bringing the NBA back was going to bring relief and you know as a fan I was I was looking forward to the playoffs yeah you know I, was, I am I still am I was enjoying it now but it looked like it took away from the fact that the message wasn't being spent like you're not hearing the message no more because now we want to know what if it's really game time or is LeBron going to add have another triple double in the playoffs yeah that's cool man as a sports fan that's fine 
but when you're dealing with the shit that you're dealing with now and some of your players have dealt with it because they've they spoken up and gave you stories and it's still not, nothing, okay? Now, now I bring it back to the owners. Where you at? You know, it's a lot of these owners, man. It's all about a dollar for them. And, you know, right now, a lot of these stadiums can't have fans. A lot of these seasons, is just, it's just looking crazy right now with no fans in attendance and whatever the case might be. But this is what we're dealing with. But when do you support the people that you employ? So you can pay a man $20 million to perform for you, to entertain you, or whatever the case we want to call it. But you can't have his back as he's dealing with a crisis because they all dealing with it. As a black man, it's scary to live in America. Ain't talking about what's going on and whether he had a knife or not. Okay, maybe he did. And if he did, okay. I'm not justifying what happened to him. But what about the other ones who didn't have any weapons or nothing on them and were still murdered? What about it? Nothing happens. That's the problem. So now, you know... In baseball, you got a couple of players that decided they didn't want to play. And, you know, I was reading an article and, and, you know, it opened my eyes because you didn't figure that it would come down to that. And the article I read was, you know, when Mookie Betts was a Boston Red Sox, you know, it was just him and Jackie Bradley Jr. on the team as the only African-Americans on the team. So... A lot of stuff that they dealt with, a lot of the criticism, the the, the the race talk, the hate talk, the stuff that they dealt with, the situation with Adam Jones, center fielder who used to play for the um, Baltimore Orioles. <coughs> Excuse me, how he talks about how he was taunted and, and, and they hit him with racial sprues and he used to throw candy at him and other stuff at Fenway Park and he hated Fenway. And they asked a lot of players and they made a poll of one of the teams that they wouldn't sign to and Boston Red Sox was one of the teams so again back to the article that I read you know now it's just Jackie Bradley Jr. on the team he's the only African American on that team so he's the one who has to answer for everyone so basically he has the whole world on his shoulders basically he got to deal with it by himself now here's the point that I'm trying to make during that article they had a picture of people standing for the national anthem and he was one the only one who was taking a knee now the problem i got with it is where's the solidarity when you say you play for your brother you play for your teammate where's the compassion at now this is the, this is the shit that really killed me like I, i'm just like are these dudes scared to speak up or do something because of ownership because if I recall, you know, being a minority, being a, a Latin, it's also like a minority. It's a minority. Being a Latin American, it's being a minority. And you wouldn't stand with an African American that knowing that people in your family or people you may know have dealt with the same stuff a black man has dealt with. And you wouldn't stand with him in the trenches. That speaks volumes of who you are. And if you're scared, this isn't slavery. This ain't no dictatorship. When as a man do you take a stand? If you take a stand at all. Like this shit is just crazy when you think about it. I looked at the picture and it's him by literally by himself. And it's just like, wow. This is what we come down to? 
and 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 then you think about it and it makes sense like yeah boston is one of the racist towns in america yeah it is i said it and and, and that article it just said it himself now getting back to it not on the positive side of it like i said bookie Betts also had to answer questions that well because he was an african-american in a boston red sox team but he was traded in the offseason to the dodgers so you know with the situation that happened a couple of days ago it wasn't in his best interest that he felt his head wasn't in the game and he didn't want to participate in it so he let management know and he let his teammates know and you know he didn't know what kind of reception or how they would feel towards him not playing the game and him standing alone on him and just jackie jackie bradley jr them two facing everything you know he didn't know what to expect from his new teammates and guess what they rallied around them they decided nobody wanted to play and you know why they sat down and discussed things and they opened up to each other and it became more of a bond more more kind more solidarity these are your teammates these are the ones you go to war with in baseball's a long season and we're excluding the 60 game season but either way with the travel the wind say that takes a pawn on a nigga takes excuse me takes place on a person and for the situation that he came from in Boston where basically it was just him and Jackie Bradley Jr. versus the world because you know no one's supporting them nobody's standing by them nobody's speaking up for them no one's having a back that's nothing from ownership to players to management to whatever the case might be now Jackie Bradley Jr. said that you know he has support and he mentioned a couple of names and shout out to them and I'm not gonna get into the names and all that but it's pathetic when you think about it baseball's a 25-man roster you know you got your ownership you got management 25 miles we're not even talking about the minor league system and all the affiliates they have that comes with the organization we're talking about a 25-man roster could it be diverse it's supposed to be diverse yes it's supposed to be so me as a latin american me as a puerto rican me growing up in new york and brooklyn understanding the struggle understanding a lot of stuff that they talk about i've dealt with it myself i've seen it i experienced it i witnessed it why wouldn't I stand with a man in solidarity to show him that he's not alone? He doesn't have to face it alone. He shouldn't have to go through it alone. This is, isn't that your teammate? Isn't that your brother? Where's the camaraderie at? Isn't it a brotherhood when you play with a man, you play for that man? Right? Or how they say in the football, you're going to the foxhole with the guy? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I see the opposite, the total opposite from the Boston Red Sox. And you know what? Not because I'm a Yankee fan and I really don't like the Red Sox. This just confirms to me that I always knew that it wasn't about shit. And now, in a moment like this, in a time like this, where lie, actions speak louder than words, your actions are very fucking loud. They're loud as fuck. There's no other way to go around it. And I hate to curse and, and be on some real hostile shit when I'm talking. Because that's not really what it's about. But think about it. When when you lay a hand and give some man support. You know, the Detroit Lions. You know, they cancel practice. And, you know, they spoke up and, and expressed themselves. And, you know, that's what it's all about. And the coach, which is Matt Patricia, a white man, you know, wanted to understand and, and, and hear from his players and understand what they go through. So he decided to shut down practice and they started talking. 
and you know some of them voice their experiences and, and the problems they have and you know in football it's a 53 man roster so you know it's a lot of minorities on that roster and unfortunately you know as a minority you've dealt with a lot of stuff and you know some of the stuff that people would not know but at the same time you know when is the time for you to speak up when is enough is enough like it just gets to the point that what could you do where do we go it's like you damn if you do you damn if you don't man it's crazy man you know I was watching a video of Kenny Smith when he walked off off the TNT stage and you know I was expecting to see Shaq and Barkley right next to him I don't know if they did on their own or not because I didn't see the entire video and I respected Kenny Smith for that and you know eventually someone knew that was coming it was coming you know Ernie Johnson he's all about the support so shout out to him and he understood where Kenny Smith was coming from and as a person who broadcast with him for years he had his back so that gives me takes me back to the Boston Red Sox and, and the picture I saw in the article I read earlier and why does Jackie Bradley Jr the only African American on that team have to speak up what about ownership what about management what about his teammates like I, I just you know that one was like holy shit like I just couldn't believe it as I read it I was just stunned and I would you know I just assumed that you know as your teammate and the person that you played with for years you've been on the road with sometimes you share a hotel room with and whatever the case might be you know you grow up on with a person over the time and you know y'all share something together one common goal you want a championship you're looking to win a championship you're competing together you know you want to rely on a person and trust and confide on the person that you ride with all the time so it's crazy that none of the Boston Red Sox teammates management ownership will stand up and ride out with Jackie Bradley Jr. it's a damn shame you know in, in, in the world in the sports world really really should coincide with what's going on right now but when it affects everyone it affects everything and like I said earlier man the NBA is all eyes on them man. you might as well call them Tupac man because it's all eyes on them and a lot of people complaining about they don't care if the NBA shuts it down they're not watching it and all that you can't speak for everyone and them numbers will go up and they'll stay the same and people are still watching it so it doesn't matter as a baseball fan you know i try to watch as many yankee shits as i can i don't care if it's a 60 game season and if the nfl comes back i look forward to watching the jets play whether they suck or not you feel me i look forward to that one game all week you know and and as a fan you know where i'm coming from you know where i'm coming from so it's like what do, they, what do you want them to do? Someone to continue to use their platform to do the right thing and continue to spread a message. Others decided they tired of it and, you know, they rather just go home. Like, fuck it, man. This is entertainment for y'all. This is like a diverse, a diverse for what's going on. And, 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 you know, no one's really talking about what's really going on no more. And like, you know, I want to see if the Lakers and the Clippers match up in the Western Conference Finals. Yes. I do want to see the Yankees chase for 28 and hopefully we can get one. 
I want to see the Jets compete in the new AFC East now that Tom Brady's not there. The message is clearer and louder. It's more important than what's really going on in the sports world. And you can't get mad at the Milwaukee Bucks or every other team in the NBA yesterday in the WNBA as well for not wanting to play. Like, how much more could you talk? Like, talk, talk, talk. Nothing is getting done. And even though, yeah, nothing's going to get done overnight, regardless if they played or not. But it was unprecedented. And first time in sports history as well. In the playoffs. You know, that stage so big. And, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks stunned everyone, including myself. You know, I had I had uh, the Greek freak and uh, the center from Orlando on my fan too. So I was looking forward to that. And I'm like, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, why is this game ain't start yet? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm waiting to get a notification or something. And like, and boom, I got it. And, you know, there it was. They refused to come out the locker room. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Like, I was surprised. I, you know, it caught me. I was like, oh, wow. Am I reading this right? The Bucks refused to, you know. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're up 3-1. They can eliminate Orlando today. And then, you know, I understood where it was coming from. I understand that the incident happened in Wisconsin and Milwaukee's close to that. And, you know, I understood it. So then, bang, everybody else followed suit. And all games were canceled. So then, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I woke up. I was like, wow, you know, no NBA. Most likely, um, baseball's going to follow suit. The MLB's going to do that, too. There's a lot of African-Americans and Latin-Americans that play minority as overalls in Major League Baseball. So I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, and like I, was, I guess I was right, you know, because a lot of games were postponed today. The Toronto Blue Jays versus the Boston Red Sox. Oakland versus Texas. The Philadelphia versus Washington. I think if I read it right, was the Miami-New York Met game. You know, and then uh, I think the Colorado Rockies and Arizona Diamondbacks also were canceled. So it was just like a lot of teams refused to play and participate. And, you know, I guess this is where we're at right now. And then, you know, people had to take a stand and understand when the stand was going to come. And no one knew. But now, now you know. And it's happened. And it's affected the sports world. And just when we thought everything was going back to normal as far as sports, you know, we get hit with this and, you know, we got to deal with it. And this is the time where, you know, you look up to certain athletes and you expect them to come up with something and have the right answer. There is no right answer right now because it's a collective thing. But one person, one person, one time and, and just speaking up and continue to speak and preach what's going on. And hopefully, you know, it rubs off and people want to participate and spread the word. And then the message will be clear. So a lot of people, you know, need to be held accountable. When it comes down to this, as far as like, to me anyway, to me, Big June, I'm saying it. I feel that, you know, a lot of these owners are, you know, cornballs. Like, really, they're playing themselves and there's no way to go about it. Like, I'm not going to say every owner, because, you know, you can see as far as like the Dallas Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban, you know, he's about his business. He loves his players. He packs his players up. And, you know, you don't see that in the game. And that's beautiful and that's refreshing, because a lot of these schools, they're quiet right now. You know what I'm saying? They like mimes. You can't get them to say a word right now. And it's sad. You know, they'll post a little message through a spokesman and, you know, throw through on social media like, yeah, we're with you, blah, 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 blah. Where, where are you at, though? Where are you at? 
It's like, where you at? Like that old, what was it, Nextel boost? Where you at? You know, like all that shit. Where you at, man? It's shit crazy, man. And for, like, for these athletes not to have the support of ownership of their owner, who they play for, who they represent, it's crazy. It's beyond crazy when you think about it. Like, you could pay a man $30 million, but you can't have his back in a crisis right now that he's dealing with, but you can sign him off a $30 million check. And this is where we are in society, where, you know, you go on social media and people justify both sides. And, you know, whatever, I, I, I get it every time, you know, I try to stay neutral, you know. But a lot of time with these police, it's like, you know, it makes it a little personal knowing that, you know, they try to fuck with me a couple of times. And, you know, I just know how some of them move. And again, all officers aren't bad, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to say fuck every NYPD or fuck PD, period, because it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? I've met and come across good officers. You know what I'm saying? It's just like any other person, man. You come across scumbags. You come across good, genuine people. No matter the uniform or the profession, that's just what it is. It is what it is. But right now, at a time where you're looking for leadership and you're looking for someone to make a move, a powerful one, to send a powerful message, don't you think a, a mid-white man, a millionaire, billionaire owner of a franchise would not only rise to the occasion, but show and lead by example? In this time right now, in 2020, and it still hasn't happened. But you know, people get surprised and get angered when they talk about how the minorities don't get coaching jobs and head coaching jobs in the NFL, and you wonder why. Right? With the Rooney rule and why you don't see a lot of black managers in Major League Baseball. Right? But see now the NBA, that's a whole different ball game. And, you know, shout out to the NBA because at the end of the day, Adam Silver, the commissioner, you know, he could have forced a hand and, and, and he went with him and he's open for discussion and, and everything and trying to figure something out, a nice solution for everyone as far as this goes. And they're not trying to be part of the problem. They want to be part of the solution. And you got to respect that. So a lot of these people criticizing these fans, the league in general, and, and talk about money and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? You can't take that with you when you die. Money doesn't give you pure happiness. Yeah, to get you a nice lot of things. Nice lot of things. Nice, nice, yeah, cool, whatever. Nice house, nice cars. But it doesn't bring you peace and happiness when you can't look yourself in the mirror knowing you couldn't take a stand as a man. Speaking as a man. And shout out to all the players in the WNBA for having their voices being heard and keeping on with their mission. And you know, a lot of these women are on the front line just like us men are. And they don't get enough credit and praise. And shout out to them. But when would someone stand and be like, you know what? I'm with you. I want to show you that I'm with you. And I'm not saying every owner because I'm not. But a lot of you owners should be ashamed of yourself. And, you know, don't come with your little fake speech um, on a spokesman with, you know, you, you relay a little message through ESPN and, and all this bullshit y'all do, man. It's time for y'all to take action, man. If a player fucks up, you hold him accountable. You cut him, you release him, you trade him. Well, what about you guys? You know? Or what about the fans? You know? So, I mean, it's like, you don't respect the fan unless he's a white fan. Because that's what you make guy, you guys make it seem out to be. Like, this is what it is. It's just crazy right now. And, 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 and you know... 
As I thought about that guy too, you know what? I'm not going to exclude you either. I just remembered your name. The owner for the Mets, the Wilpons. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of these owners in New York have really stood up. And it's a shame that I know that if George Steinbrenner was still alive, he would have made a move. He would have did something. Not just talk gibberish like the rest of you owners have. For the ones that did anyway. And it's just sad, man. But you know, I wanted to do the next uh, my next episode on who's the greatest, who's the greatest baseball player. And I had a nice show coming up for you guys. And I just scratched it out. Like, you know what, fuck it. I'll, I'll drop it the next time. I figured I need to have to say a couple of words on what's going on right now in the sports world and, and everything that's going on in society and how it affects the sports world. And, you know, it's me, the smokers world, you know, your boy Big Joe, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just like sometimes it's crazy. You just you just lose thought and, and you really can't think straight at times but knowing what's going on. And you're dealing with the world and the madness and the anxiety and the depression kicks in, man. It's real. And, you know, and Paul George mentioned that. And a lot of those NBA players in the bubble not knowing what's going on with their family and the predicament that they're in and the situation, how they can, the living condition and all that. They're not accustomed to that. Every average man can live that life. You know what I'm saying? That's like an average man can't go to prison and live that life, you know, it's a whole different world there, man. I feel like they, they excluded from the world, man. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, it's your boy Big Joe, man. Smoke as well. I love y'all, man. The Lounge Podcasting, you know what I'm saying? This is the shit right now and, you know, sorry I had to come out with this episode instead of just coming out with the next sports one, but I promise I got the Who's the Greatest Baseball Player coming up, man. You might like that one, you might not agree with my decision, but I'm going to base it upon the era that I saw. So, you know, shout out to Babe Ruth and them Hank Aaron, but I can't really, you know, go that route. So, you know, I'm gonna leave that there. I'm gonna give you a little quick snippet of that. That was that. But you know, man, smokers world, smokers lounge, man. Your boy Big Joe, man. I'm out, man. One.